everyone. Welcome. This is Sean. Uh, joining me via Skype on the phone is Chris. Hey. Uh, you may know us as the Two Guys Gaming. We're, we came up with the idea to branch off a little bit and have this podcast, which will be about comic collecting, comic movies, comics, comic TV shows, just in general, anything about comics that we're going to put out there maybe once a month. And uh, this is it. I uh, hope you enjoy it. I figured in this episode we could just give our CV, as it were, you know, when we started collecting, why we started collecting maybe even, you know, why we're now getting back into it, and you had had the same kind of idea that we could just have an intro episode, so everybody knows going into the show that they can, if not trust us, then at least know that we, uh, we sort of know what we're talking about. We absolutely know what we're talking about. <laughs> So when did you get into comics? What got you into comics? Um, I, w- I got into comics, uh, I think like most people, at a fairly young age. Um, and it was pretty much as a local kind of stationary store, a uh, place I grew up called Greenfield. And they always had racks of uh, comics. So you go in there, and at that point, it was basically 75 cents to a dollar was cover price. Yep. And... I just remember always going there and just grabbing however, you know, many comics I could possibly afford. And, and a lot of it was kind of brought on by my dad. Um, okay. I, I know I've mentioned this before, but my dad, he used to collect when he was younger. Yep. And he kind of just transferred that on to me. He pretty much collects anything that could possibly be worth a buck. Right. So coins, <laughs> sports cards. His sports cards is mainly his thing, but he, he definitely has an eye for comics. So he, he's kind of kept me going th- through the years. Um, and obviously, it's like most hobbies, it kind of comes and goes where I'll go through phases and of, you know, where I'll buy everything in sight and then it'll go, you know, for a few months where I don't buy anything. Right. But recently, it's been really, really ramped. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that now that you're back into collecting and you've kind of, you know, rediscovered your collection that you've, you it sounds like you kind of f- forgot about right and you know it, it kind of like you, we kind of fuel each other at this point like even you know talking through text daily about oh i picked up this comic lot from ebay or yeah, i grabbed yeah. this at the store like it's kind of fuel for the fire right 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 so were, were you were you like me did did you know i i imagine you probably started at a younger age too well it's yeah it's funny that you mention your dad because um, my dad never collected comics, as far as I know, and I probably would know because if he had them when we got married, my mother would still have them around because she keeps everything. So I don't think he ever collected <laughs> comics. I think his uh, I think his collection was sports cards because I do remember that yep. at a really young age I showed an interest in sports cards, and he really fueled that to the point where um, we were buying boxes of sports cards, and then we would go to uh, flea markets and. And try to sell the money cards. Unfortunately, as uh, usually worked out with our financial decisions and our decisions to make money, we always did it at pretty much the wrong time because this was, you know, you look at old cards like the Hannes Wagner card and stuff like that where you can, after whatever, 50, 60, 90 years, you know, the cards are so rare that they start fetching ridiculous prices. So you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then you get into the Overstreet, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. 
But you get into Overstreet, and Overstreet is like, oh, this is a Barry Sanders rookie. This is, you know, Barry Sanders is the best running back to come along since Jim Brown, maybe even better than Jim Brown. So his rookie card is going to be like, worth like 25 30 bucks. But the problem is, and we can also talk about this with comics, the problem was that this was at the time where they were overproducing cards. So, yep. you know, they weren't worth anything, really. Like, Overstreet was saying they were worth things, but then people would walk up and they'd be like, oh, that Barry Sanders rookie, pff, I got like three of those. And you're like, oh, okay, so yeah, this is uh, not quite the what they advertised type thing, you know? So Right, right, yeah. And they try to fuel the market by making things seem rarer than they right, actually Right, exactly. Are. Yeah, and we've talked about this with Magic, too, in the past, where the, the one mod, the Masters set that came out, and they had the, <clears throat> excuse me, they had the Vegas GP, and they said they had like eight thousand people there. So like they're gonna have enough boxes for eight thousand people to open cards because they were doing limited, and you know then they're trying to tell you they're still trying to tell you that Parmigoyf is worth one hundred and fifty dollars or one hundred seventy five dollars or whatever after they just flooded the market with twenty thousand of them. Yeah, yeah. And then some. Yeah. So this this all sounds familiar. That like it, it sounds like we had some similar childhoods in a way yeah. in that aspect as far as hobbies go because I remember spending my Saturdays at the sports card shop yep. with my dad. Right, right. Even true story, even to this day for Christmas, he will he will usually get me a box of sports cards. Even though I don't collect, right. he will still go out and get me a box of sports cards. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you've mentioned that a couple of times. And I've even found myself uh, over at Walmart because they have their collectible aisle or whatever, and everything's like jammed in there. So while I'm looking at the magic cards and maybe the Pokemon cards for the kids, I always find myself sort of drifting to the sports cards and be like, ah, you know, I mean, and it's not that bad. It's like not that expensive for a box. And that's really all they sell anymore. They don't really sell the individual packs as far as I can see. So I've like even found myself drifting around no, and being like, oh, maybe I'll pick up a, a box of tops or whatever. But then I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with these? Like, it's not like you can play them like the magic cards. It's not like you can read them like the comics. They just sit there and take up space, basically. Exactly. And that's kind of the thing that. Basically, once I got into Magic as a kid, it kind of pushed sports cards away because I was like, wow, I have these cards that are actually functional. Right. And it just really, I was like, okay, I have these sports cards. Like, yay, I got, you know, whatever, uh, Tom Brady. Yep. But what what am I going to do with it? Yeah, it's going to exactly. sit in a box. Yep. And that that's it. It's, it's like, at least with a comic, you have it in a box. But if you want to go back and check out a storyline, you can go through that box, grab it, read it. Right. Like, there's just so much more functionality to gaming and, and comics. Yeah. But so, so what was what was the exact transition for you from sports cards to comic books? As with most things, um, my interest in comic books was um, due to Kevin, because there was like there was I lived in a big enough city that there were multiple stores or at least maybe there was only one store at the time it was called books galore and it wasn't even comics focused it was a, a used bookstore but they had a comics area that was fairly prominent and there was a lot of comics there and kevin used to go there all the time and one time you know as we became better friends he's like oh come up to books galore with me they, you know they got these comic books i'm like comic books those are like for kids right you know i mean the whole the whole typical reaction that people almost always have, it's like, comic books, those are for kids. It's like Archie and Truth, Justice, and the American Way, yeah. Superman, and stuff like that. So I was like, whatever. I love me some Jughead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is funny, because that's one of the ones that Aiden's started to get into. He likes the funny books, so. Um, yeah. But I digress. So anyhow, we went to Books Galore, yeah. and this would have been 90, 89, 90, I guess. 
like I was in high school, so I got into the hobby late, but so it was like sort of right at the the ramp up into the overproduction of comic books and crashing out that market. I'm trying to think of like trying to think of what the the prominent books were at the time and sort of like what the storylines were and like who the artists were and stuff like that because I remember like initially I had the the reaction of oh comic books those are for kids and then I must have I don't know because it wasn't image yet those guys were still with Marvel and DC at the time so it wasn't the image books but I know it was the image books that really got me into collecting and reading comic books but I can't remember like sort of what books I was looking at at the time I mean I know I still collect Batman and I still collect Spider-Man, so it's probably Batman, uh, only because I only I knew Batman from the '60s television show that my dad made me watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I really got into that. <laughs> I mean, he made me watch it, but then I really got into it because I enjoyed the storylines and I liked the campiness and the cheekiness of it. So I probably picked up a Batman yeah. book and saw that it was much different than what I remember Batman as. Although that was, yeah, that so it would have been like Dark Knight stuff again because that was right around when Tim Burton was um, bringing back the darker. Um, Batman, so it probably was a Batman yep. book, and it was probably some Dark Knight story, and I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be, so. So yeah, that's what got me into it, was I went to a, a bookstore with Kevin, and uh, probably Batman. Yeah, kind of, it was right around the same period of time, because I remember I had some, like, when I was, like, younger, Yep. and I and I think I pointed out on one of the YouTube videos, like, the first comic I ever owned was Amazing Spider-Man, I think it was 333. Oh, okay. Or something like that. It was the uh, re- return of the Sinister Six, yep. which we had actually talked about. But, yes. Um, and that was the Eric Larson did the art for it, and that really just suckered me in. Right, right. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like this is this is fantastic. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of been on and off since then, and it's strange, like because I had a friend by the name of Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> and when I first met him. I was actually the one that got him into comics. Oh, wow. I remember going to, we had a, a pretty much like a collectible store in Greenfield. Yep. And it was called uh, Trader Tom's. Oh, okay. And, yeah. I don't remember um, if I was there when I moved in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I um, think it was. Was it was on, like um, one of like, was it on Federal Street? It was on Federal Street. Yes, that was still there when he I moved was up like here. The premier yeah, he, he was the premier, like, magic source. Yes, that was that was like, still there. That's, that's where, like, yep. Sorry, I'm really excited. Like, this is... He, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> no, go, you go first, and then I'll, I'll tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, you know, that's, like, where I first played, like, actual kind of, like, competitive magic. Oh, okay. I was going there, and it was during, like, the days of, like, you know, Ice Age and Alliances and stuff. I remember going there, but he also had, like, a really great comic book selection and i remember bringing kevin there and he wasn't like he had just gotten into magic yep so he was he wasn't into comic books and like i just and i remember i just grabbed some early spawn issues okay and he was just like he's like that seems interesting and then i remember like he just he grabbed i think he grabbed a couple spawn issues and i want to say he grabbed a couple sandman issues and then, like, from there, he was just, like, hooked. Like, I mean, he, he had a really, for just starting out, he had a really impressive collection. And so it's kind of funny because that was, like, at the time, that was my fuel. Yep. And, you know, we kind of got older and 
discovered women. <laughs> it was just kind of like, uh, comic books, whatever, dude. Like, who cares about that? Like, I want to go out and drink some beers and, yeah. you know, like, who, who cares about anything yeah, else? Right. But yeah, at that age, real... At that age, real women are better. I said, at that age, real women are better than drawn women. So I can see that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I could give I could give my Gen thirteen issue a rest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so crazy that you mention that now because we were probably we were probably crossing paths much earlier than we ever actually crossed paths because I that store was that's that's like right around the time that I had moved to Greenfield. And I had, mm-hmm. like, I didn't remember the name of the store, but I knew that store was there. That's actually the store that I bought my first Ice Age booster box. That's where I bought my Ice Age booster box was from that store. Like, so many. Good old Trader Tom. Yep, so many millions of years before. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It is, man. It is small world. Sometimes. I know. It's, sure it's funny. Yeah, it's funny how life. All the time. Yeah, it's funny how life works out that way. That's crazy. Like, I'm just blown away by it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually thinking about it i remember why when we first met at work and yep. we ended up working together yep, yep. i remember it was on the uh, and people have no idea what i'm talking about but it was on the the end side of the merch mod yep <laughs> <laughs> and we we're restocking and the first conversation we got into was actually about comic book books yep i remember we were talking about wildcats right <laughs> so it's kind of funny when i'm like you know coming up with notes for this podcast and i was like oh my god that's actually the first thing that we kind of started bonding over was comic books yeah i remember that's so weird like how a lot of my friendships have been cemented by the hobby of comic books yeah because i remember when we first met like i you must have still had that like cool guy vibe because i didn't really like get the nerd vibe coming off you but i must have at some point sort of like like a gaydar Gator for nerds, like, there must have been some sort of vibe coming off of you, because, like, I didn't think that you would be a comic book guy or a video guy, game guy or anything like that, like, you just yep. seemed, like, to be, to have different interests, oh, because you were, like, cars and, you know, that sort of stuff, yep. so, like, I didn't, that Venn diagram hadn't connected in my head yet, where somebody could be in the cars and in the nerd stuff, like, <laughs> so, but, yeah, so, but we did, we did cement some sort of uh, bond over a lot of nerd stuff for, because yeah, I wasn't as into cars. Mostly, yeah. Video games, yep. like even uh, because we were we were roommates for a while, right, right, and it was pretty much like video games. We weren't yep. really like we we both were not collecting comics at the time. Right. We were definitely not into magic at that point. Yep. I mean, because I, I would imagine that's pretty much all we would have done. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just play magic all night. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was during my that was during my extended magic dry spell, where I missed all the good stuff. Mirrodin and Ravnica yeah, and the, oh god Zendikar yeah Zendikar oh. the first time in Zendikar right all the good uh, all the good oh. stuff oh, no. <laughs> that's what's feeling me now is that like there were these huge gaps where I missed lots of stuff and looking back on it now like trying to collect you know full runs of Spawn and the 2099 stuff and and all that you look back yeah. on it and you're like I missed it then I'm not gonna miss it this time around like I'm not gonna look back and be like oh uh, Dominar- Dominaria, that was like a pivotal point in magic history, I missed it type thing, which I definitely did. Right, exactly. Like, oh my god, I missed out on one of the best sets right. ever. Yep, and, you yep. know, it's the same thing with comic books, which yep. is kind of funny because I think a lot of people probably kind of look at it as funny. If you say, like, what what is your preferred, like, age of comics? And if yep. you say, essentially, like, copper age, like, 90s. Yep. 
people kind of scoff, like, are you kidding me? Right, like, right. that kind of killed the industry. But yep. to me, there was a lot of quality put out there. There was a lot of, there, were, there was a lot of things that changed during that period, like the whole Marvel DC guys going over and starting their own company. Yep. And, and there was just a lot of just original ideas. I, I, I think the 90s gets slammed because what it did to the industry on the business side. Right. But on the creativity side, I think it was the heyday of comics. I know there's people listening right now that are like, these guys are freaking nuts. <laughs> but I, I, I stand by it. Like, I, okay, I understand, like, maybe people don't like foil covers and hologram covers and stuff, but right. you know what? Like, that aside, like, some of the best creators hit their peak in the 90s. So, like, Jim Lee, yep. McFarlane, yep. Uh, Wills Portacio, yep. Eric Larson. Yep. I mean, there's, there's so many. Well, that's what kept me. That's what kept me collecting in the the, the early days was that I found artists that I liked, like um, Teixeira. I really liked his. Um, I think Kevin Kevin turned me on to Teixeira. I really liked his Ghost Rider, um, and then later on, I oh, discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, I discovered Jim Lee when he flipped to Image. I discovered McFarlane when he went to Image. Like Spawn number when Image came out, that's what I said. That's what really sort of. Uh, spurned my collecting because it's like wow this is a new company like these are creators that are doing things their own kind of thing like you could you could see that it harkened back to the stuff that they used to do like uh keon was doing pid who looked like hulk and uh mcfarland's doing spawn who looks like spider-man so they're doing like the same style stuff but it was their own stuff it was their own spin on it and they were original stories so like that's and not only that but it was like you had this like you went to that part of the comic rack and it was all number one, number two, like it was all low numbers. And as somebody who came into comics, well, I mean, I guess anybody except for those who were alive when action comics came out and are there any, I guess, 80, yeah, people who were like 80 years old, but like people who were there at the beginning, you came into comics late. So you're like, you're looking at, if you like Spider-Man, you're looking at uh, Amazing Fantasy number 15, and you're like, the, the book is like $500, $600, $1,000, whatever the hell we're charging for that. And then you look at Spider-Man number one, and it's the same kind of thing. And it's like, the only way you can get your hands on these books is through trades. So like, there's a number one issue there, and there's a bunch of number one issues there. Okay, now I'm getting in on the ground floor of something. This is, you know, what is quote unquote happening right now. At least that's how, that's how it felt for me. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that's how it felt to everyone. I mean, that, that really got into comics at that, that point in time was, okay, this is ground floor. Yep. Like, you know, and, and I think, yeah, sure, I'm sure, just like at any point in time, there's speculators right. who are like, oh my god, I have to get Spawn 1, I have to right. get Youngblood 1, Cyber yep. Force, and, and, you know, they're jumping all over thinking like, oh my god, this is it, my kid's going to college. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but and like oh my god the print runs are out of control yeah but i mean and that's why people have like kind of negative memories of the 90s i guess in a way is they thought like oh my god i spent all this money all this money on books and they're still worth the same like okay maybe like like spawn one's like 10 bucks now yeah but you know like not looking at the business side of it i just i think it was such a cool and unique time oh absolutely and who knows when the next time there's going to be this huge kind of creative like catalyst that's going to happen right you know like if we we might have been really lucky and you know people don't see it that way but we were we were around for when this happened right right when kind of creativity won out on 
business. And so, I, I don't know. To me, it's really cool. I mean, it's funny because yesterday, um, unfortunately, as you know, Modern Myths is going out of business. Right. So, it was free comic book day. Yep. And it was, they're also having, like, what they call their retirement party. But they also, they just had, like, tables and tables and tables of long boxes of, you know, everything was a buck. So I'm going through there, and the first comic, like, I had on, I grabbed was, um, you know, I'm trying to put together the uh, Executioner song. Yep, yep. That storyline that went through all the X-Books in, like, the early 90s. I think it started in 91. Yep. And I found one that I needed, so I was, like, really pumped. And I was like, yes. And it was funny because an an employee there, he would, you know, he's kind of keep an eye out, make sure no one's just taking books and walking right, away. Right. But he, <laughs> he came over and he was like, oh, my God, Executioner is song. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. He, he's like, I totally forgot about that. He's like, that was such a great story. Yeah. I'm like, I know. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all high voiced. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah. But then, then he brought it up. He's like, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, really, really horrible time for comics. Just like I disagree, <laughs> I I do I like I disagree. I don't think it was a horrible time for comics. I mean the 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 X books were outstanding. Right. I mean there was really not a crappy storyline. I mean to me the crappiest storyline that occurred during the whole '90s thing was the Spider-Man clone thing. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's like why 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 are you bagging on this? Like it's not. There's actually a lot of really quality stuff that came out. I'm not sure like what the hate is on. I would have to I would have to like look back and do some research and just try to find out if anybody's ever written. I mean, I'm sure people have written about that time, but like I felt the same way. I mean, like that's that's back during the death of Superman, which was yep. people were like, How are they gonna kill Superman? How are they gonna kill Superman? you know, like he's and then, you know, they came up with a way and they killed Superman and he was dead for a while and then they did the the reign of the Superman stuff and all this but I think it's I think you're right. Yeah. I think mostly it's it's speculators because speculators are generally it seems like they're the ones who push the opinion for whatever reason maybe they're just the loudest because it's the same thing with magic like anytime they're like oh we're gonna reprint blah 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 there's always that those guys you know off in the corner just shouting no don't reprint that it's going to make it worth less you know I'm not gonna make as much money on my eBay sales blah 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 and it's like I think that's right while completely missing the point that it's a game right exactly. Right, it's a game. These are comic yeah, books. Yeah. Like people want to, people want to have these things. Like you say, you know, your dad got you into comics. My dad got me into baseball cards. You know, my kids are into Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Now they're starting to get into Magic, and they like to read the comic books after I'm done with them. So like it's, it's a for me, it's a family thing. I, I'm not thinking about it from a monetary standpoint. I'm just thinking about it from a the, this is something that I can do with my kids and that we can both like and that we can bond over. And right, also, exactly. also you and I and. Kevin and I and, you know, whoever else I end up meeting through this, through these hobbies. Yeah, yeah. I, as you know, you know, you're, I'm 38. Yep. You're 42. Yep. And it's just like, you know, the adult world, sometimes it just, it just kicks you right in the old grapes. Yep. <laughs> sometimes you, <laughs> yep. <laughs> sometimes you just need that escape. Right. It's like, okay, I can sit here, I can come home from work and I can drink myself into a stupor until I can't feel feelings anymore. Right. Or I can like go through my comic book collection and yep. I can organize and make a list of what I need and then go to comic shows and just get that escape. And for me, that's mostly what it's about. I'm not, I don't care about the value of comics. Right. I, I, I'm more about 
the overall like the hunt right. like and then just like the hunt for comics to get the issues that that you're looking for i mean you just talking to you you know this week and then I, last week too because it was the weekend before that we went to that comic show yep. that just listening to you like you're you're pumped when you find spots that you need for your run oh yeah it's there's just something about it finding that issue you need like yesterday uh, you know i found a bunch of stuff that i needed for runs i'm trying to put together uh you know x-force uh, the first series one through 50 yep. and i'm finding issues that i need and i was just like there's like this feeling like of excitement like oh my god like i'm not worried about what projects i have to get done at work i'm not right. worried about anything like that like i'm just in the zone i'm surrounded by people or into the same thing as me, and it's just it's just a cool feeling. Yeah, I. It's funny you mentioned. It, it's funny that you mentioned the show because it was a couple months ago that I noticed that the Grain of State uh, Comic Fest was putting on just a smaller comic focused show, and I mentioned it to you, and you said that it would be cool to check out. We made plans to go, and then we went, and that's being there because I had started to sort of look at comics again and start to think about comics again. Um, I mean, the main thing, you know this, but the main thing that got me out of comics this time around was that uh, at Modern Myths, I had put together a pull list, and which was fine because it got me, you know, it got me into the comic book weekly. And, um, you know, anytime I was there, the person behind the counter, we would have a discussion, 5, 10, 15 minutes, just about, oh, this is a good book. This is a good book. This is a fine book, whatever. You know, I don't really like this book, or, you know, what do you think about this book? That type of thing. So, like, it, it really is a social hobby beyond anything else. But I was spending. 50 bucks a week because I would just go into the store and while I was in the store looking at the other books I would say oh this looks interesting and I would pick it up and I'd say yeah this is this is interesting so then I would put it in my thing and then something else in my pile and something else in my pile and then by the time I got up there I was like oh I want to put this on my list and put this on my list and put this on my list and yeah I was spending like 50 bucks which is just it's not sustainable 200 bucks a month on comics is just not sustainable yeah, yeah. so I got out of it for a while but then we went to the show and while we were at the show I saw that people had uh, spreadsheets that they had put together of the books that they needed, which for some reason I hadn't considered before. Yep. And you said that I had forgotten about my collection, and it's not that I had forgotten about it. Like I knew the books were in there, but I didn't know what the books were because I just bought them and they ended up being put in a pile. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then, as you say, life's responsibilities get in your in the way, and before you know it, you've had books sitting in your closet for five years doing absolutely nothing. So when I saw that people had checklists, and I was like. I know that I had rebought most of the Spawn run that I had at the time um, because that's sort of the book that has been consistent throughout that one and Spider-Man have been sort of consistent throughout yep. my uh, career as a collector. So I rebought my Spawn run. So I had that, and that was the first one that I was going to look into because I figured, oh, it's it's Spawn, like it's it's a fairly popular book. At least you know the the toys are popular and stuff that McFarland does, which I think is right. more, more the focus of his company now. Anyhow, is the toys. So I was like, oh, you know, the toys are out there, which, as we've discussed numerous times, one area of pop culture doesn't necessarily feed into another area of pop culture. Like Marvel can make all the movies that they want, it doesn't mean they're going to sell comic books because you're not getting crossover from people who are just going to the comic book movies because their boyfriend is going or their dad's going or whatever. Like. My wife is not going to buy comic books, but she'll go see the Avengers with me, or she'll watch the Avengers with me. So it's like, <laughs> right, it's right. the same kind of thing. Like you might, people might collect the toys, but they're not. That's not going to cross over into selling more comic books. But that's the error that I made. It was like, oh, it's Spawn. It's popular. You know, it'll be out there. And then I started doing some digging, and it's not as easy because you know there was a a time there where I I don't know what the print runs were, but like every I, I was looking for the books and 
even Midtown, there's like the books that I don't have. Midtown doesn't have them either. So like you know that they're not. There's not a lot of them, and that's yeah. That's yep. been hitting me hard. Where it's like, oh man, now I got to actually do some digging and find these books and like start weighing. You know, how much do I actually want to pay for these books? Type thing. Because some of these, you know, I see some of the runs and. It's runs of twelve books, but somebody's charging one hundred and twenty bucks for it. I'm like ten dollars per book. I don't know about that. I'll just keep. I'll just keep waiting, and I'll you know I'll put like some kind of alert on eBay when these books go on sale. Yeah, it's it's more just trying to catch that that lot mm-hmm. that contains it, and the, you know the person isn't trying to make a killing on right, it. Right, right. It's tough. Like I, like I was blocking down a couple of those spawns. I mean, pretty much there's anything over two hundred for some reason is like. What was it, two twenty two through two thirty something? They're like sixty bucks a book. Yeah. Uh, and like and like you're saying, like turn on the printer. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? You just turn on the printer. Well, I put that. Yeah, I put that in my. Make some more. I put that in my notes because yesterday or the day before, I guess we were talking about this, and um, yeah, I was like, they, you know, they have the files. Like we live in an on-demand print world. Why can't I mean? I don't know, maybe I need to send somebody an email or get in touch with somebody via Twitter and just be like, uh, is there any way that you could do this? Like, just on-demand printing for certain books? Because, like, I'll pay a cover price. I just don't want to pay 10 bucks a book. But, yeah, the, those 220 books, I've seen those ones. And it's really weird, too, because that was, like, right around the 20th, the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah, it would have been the 20th anniversary. So you would think that, at that point, people would have been keyed in and buying books. You know, even the speculators would have been buying books, but maybe by that point they'd just been soured on it. I, I, I think so. I mean, I know pretty much after, I don't know, Spawn 100, I kind of just stopped reading it. Yeah. It, it wasn't that I just, you know, didn't enjoy it. I was just, it was during that period of time where I was just like, ah, whatever, I'm going to go buy a PlayStation game or yeah. something like that. Like, I, I'm not really in the comics. Like, it, And again, now it's kind of like, oh, my God. <laughs> If I only would have just kept collecting and have all these issues, but those those two twenty-ish issues, those are all the covers that kind of go back to his older Marvel stuff. Like you have the one I mentioned the other day, which spawned two twenty-two, which basically has him and Tremor on the the cover. But that just goes back to Amazing Spider-Man three sixteen, which has Venom and Spider-Man on the cover. And then there's one like with the what was it uh, Hulk, Hulk with uh, well it has Wolverine on the cover. You can yep. see Hulk's face in the claws. Yep, well, yep, they yep, have yep. Violator or Clown on the cover holding knives and has Spawn's face on it. So people, I don't know. I mean, it was a low print run, but I think people just snatched those up. Yeah. And then that was it. They right, just right. didn't. They didn't increase the pre the print run on it. I don't think they really anticipated that was gonna sell that well. Right. Because like you said, he's he's been more focused on the toys. Yeah. So Well there was even um I was reading in the lot that I most recently got, which finished out my run to one twenty two now. Um, I was reading the letters in the back and somebody had written a letter and even in the letter he sounded kinda forlorn about it because he's like He's like, I'd love to just be able to sit down and write and draw Spawn, he says, but, you know, the, the toy empire and everything just kind of mm-hmm. took over his life to the point where he, you know, that sort of become his focus, which makes sense because if that's where you're making money, that's where you got to put the focus, right? Right, makes sense. Yeah, which is too bad for us, yeah. but who knows, maybe... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to own those covers because I love the classic yeah. covers. Yeah, he was definitely but, feeling nostalgic at that time. Yeah, which it sounds like... As far as us collecting, yep. that's pretty much 
much why we're into it is just right. for nostalgic reasons. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I like the art form, but it's more about the nostalgic reasons. It yep. brings you back to, you know, good times, like hanging out with your buddy at the yep. comic shop. Yep, yep. I mean, that, that, the comic show, you know, I know that you, you just liked, like, going through the comic bins with your kids there yep. and with me there. Mm-hmm. And just, like, and I was the same way. I was like, this is cool. Like, I'm actually at a comic show with a buddy. Yeah. Like, going through comic bins. Like, I don't, last time this happened, I was, you know, a teenager. Yeah. Like, it's been that long. So mm-hmm. it was just, like, just really, really cool feeling and, like, definitely fueled the fire. And I went home and, you know, I made a list of what I'm looking for yeah. and I kind of put together, uh, okay, I'm going to focus on these titles because mm-hmm. you don't want to stretch yourself too thin because right. that's when it gets too pricey. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm going to choose a handful of titles, and these are the runs I'm going to try to build. So, yeah. uh, like, right now, I'm really jealous that you have Spawn 1 through 122. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get Spawn 1 through friggin' 50. <laughs> I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be pumped about that. <laughs> well, I, yeah, so I, I, filled the, I filled most of the run, like I said, a couple of years ago, and then there was a couple of books that Midtown had that, that put me up through 100... Three, I think it was, and then there was a lot that I found for 104 through 122. So that's where I stand now. Yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, that I lot is, pri- or, or that run is primarily for me because you mentioned the show again and being there with my kids. And one of the things that was cool about being there was, you know, Liam started looking through one of the bins and he found the 2099 title. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was a Doom or something like that. Like he's, I yep. think he's pretty into Doom. So he was looking at 2099. I'm like, oh, don't get that book. Like, I got a whole bunch of those books. Like, that was the same kind of thing, like, whatever, five years ago when I went crazy on eBay. Like, that was one of the things that I bought was, like, a giant 2099 lot, which was, like, Spidey and Doom and Punisher and X-Men. Like, most of those books. And then Hulk, I think, and stuff like that. So, like, it was just just huge lots of somebody who must have been liquidating their books. So I was like, oh, don't get that, Liam, because I have those at home. And that's what inspired me to come home and start putting my books together was that I wanted to get my books together for him so he could look at them and read through them, you know, if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it's just that connection of being able to do something that you enjoy with other people who enjoy it is, uh, I mean, that's basically what life is about. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it definitely makes it worthwhile to me. It's, it's just fun to be able to talk about it with someone like, you know, I mean, I can always talk about my dad, but again, he's because yeah. he is master speculator. Right. As far as like I said, he'll buy anything that he thinks he can make money on. Like he's he's a businessman that way. Yep, yep. And so he pretty much is all the stuff he tries to find me is essentially like early Bronze Age, Silver Age. Because yep. he knows that's the stuff that's worth money. So. Right, right. Those, you know, and I I love that. I love Silver Age. Like you know, it's I love that stuff. Like I just think it's really cool to own something that. You know, before I was even put on this planet, mm-hmm. it was out there. But I'm not really into it for money. Right. But it's just, you know. So if I try to talk to him about, hey, I got these spawn issues. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a he doesn't give a rat's <laughs> ass about that. Like, oh, congratulations! Like you have something that you know. There's probably like two hundred thousand of them on the planet. Right. Congratulations. You know. <laughs> but it's nice to be able to you know sit there and then like talk to you about, oh, I got these, and know that you know you're you're just as pumped. Yeah. It's like you mentioned the 2099. Like once you, I totally forgot about that whole line. Yeah. Because people crapped on it. Oh yeah. People totally crapped on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like I remember reading a couple issues of Spider-Man, and I liked it. Like I remember my dad 
bought like two copies of the first issue because yeah. he thought it was going to be worth something. Right, right. So he brought it home and we, you know, put it in its little ultra pro, ultra pro, oh my God, words are hard. <laughs> Ultra Pro, yep. baggy, yep. and like it just sat. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, you know, only read one. Don't read the other right, because right. you know the campaign increases on it." And I was just <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Once you said that, you know, hey, I, I pretty much have like the whole the whole line of them. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, I totally forgot about that." And then I found myself on eBay, like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy an entire run of uh, the 2099 Spider-Man because I actually liked it." Right. Well, it's funny, yeah, because it seems like um the 2099 that was sort of Marvel's answer to image at the time where they because the artists were leaving and the writers were leaving because image was offering them more creative control i mean that was the whole idea behind image was that it would give the artists full rights of their characters and everything like that so when they saw that they they put together the 2099 and they gave their artists and their writers more freedom to just kind of like these are completely new characters it's 100 years into the future you can do whatever you want with this. Like, you're not bound by Spider-Man has to be this or Hulk has to be this like they had been for so long. It was like, well, you know, these characters came down to us from the comic god himself, Stan Lee, so you can't mess with Spider-Man, you know? And some comic fans are still stuck in that where it's like, this is new, this is bad, this is, why is Iceman gay? Why is Cap- or why is Thor a woman? Why is Captain America black? Like, you know, they silly prejudices that people have from however long ago where they're like, no, Captain America is white and he carries a shield and Thor is a guy and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's just these silly things. But that's how Marvel looked at it forever. You know, it was like, that's why McFarlane and those guys left is because they're like, you know, I like drawing Spider-Man. I like being part of this, but I don't like the fact that I can't, I'm bound by what these people are telling me. So then with 2099, they tried doing that. And I think that was just, you know, people are like, oh, cash grab, blah, 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 whatever, like what they always say when something new comes up, right, right. oh, this is just a cash grab. It's like, of course it's a cash grab. They're a business. Like, you're in business to make money. That's why you don't have a business is because you don't understand it. I, I say this to my stats classes yeah. all I, I say this to my stats classes all the time because a lot of them are in the business program, and I'm like, your sole purpose for being in business is making money. Like, you may love what you do, and that's fine. I said, but if you love what you do and you're losing $1,000 a month, you're not going to be in business for very long, right? It's like so silly. But yeah, so yeah, of course yeah. it's a cash grab. They're they're in it to make money. That's why they're in business. <laughs> and, and you know, and what they do, and you know, I I fully admit when the whole female Thor was announced, yeah. I was kind of like, oh really? <laughs> like, and it, it wasn't because like you know some chauvinistic, right, right. you know, sexist point of view. It was right. just kind of like, well, this character's been around forever. Like, why yeah. would you do that? Mm. I don't understand. Yeah. And I was, you know, I wasn't, like, as angry or as vocal as a lot of the uh, comic book guys were. But uh, I was just kind of like, I don't really understand it, so I'm not going to pretend like this is a fantastic thing. But I can say, especially after reading the last issue of Thor, I read Mm -hmm. it yesterday, where I was like, wow, Jane Foster was actually a badass character. Yeah. That was actually, actually worked. Like, they did something good. Like, that that worked. (laughs) I admit to being a little weirded out by all the changes that they had done too. Like the the first the first one they did was Thor. Like Thor was going to be female, and initially I was like the same kind of reaction. But then I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, I mean, like you say, this character has been around forever. But at the same time, this character has been around forever. Like maybe it was a bit abrupt to make them completely female or make her make her completely female. But aside from that, like I like the idea of trying to shake things up a little bit and make things 
a little different from what they have yeah, been. Yeah, I, I do too. And if they can do it without doing constant reboots, right? And that's that's you know one of the issues that yeah. I have with comic books in general, right? Or that I've had, I've kind of started to change my thinking about the whole reboot yep. philosophy because you know it'd be like you you know you're a writer, right? Like you're published. Yep. So it'd be like if you wrote a book, yep. like you wrote a series of books, right? And then you just kind of found yourself like pigeonholed by this world that you created, and you're like, you know what? You know, it'd be neat if this character did this or this, yeah. which is you know totally out of norm of what right, I've right. written before. So I'm just gonna kind of reset it, yeah. like new. So I can kind of understand what they're doing right. in that respect. I, again, I think it has more to do with the fact that you know. The Avengers movie just came out, right. and that's why they're like, oh, we need to reboot, right. because we're going to get all these fans like you you know, you know, alluded to earlier, right, right. and I don't necessarily think that's going to work, but <laughs> at the same point, like, I'm, I'm not going to get overly worked up anymore about reboots, right. because I, I find that a lot of, a lot of the issues and why I kind of, you know, fall out of love with the hobbies that we're into, yep. it's because I get caught up in, like, the kind of nerd <laughs> nerd politics the nerd rage, yeah yeah like like where people are like oh my god they're rebooting they're rebooting again right. like this is oh this is crap and then you know after you read a certain amount of articles about that yeah you kind of find yourself like you're like wow i'm getting like yeah yeah these guys are all right That's and funny. then you find yourself like not looking at the hobby the same instead of thinking of it as mm. like on a uh, on an independent level right you start going with the pack mentality yeah it's funny you say that because i i watch magic the gathering streams all the time and like for a while there i was sort of out of magic and like i didn't think that i was going to get back into magic and part of it is because you know you watch the streams and it's the same decks over and over again and like you like you say, you get caught up in the people. They're like, oh my god, somebody's running whatever again, or they're running this again, or it's always the same decks. Like, this is so boring. This game is so dumb, and it's like... So I finally had to take a step back and just be like, you know what? Who cares if it's the same deck? Like, I like watching the deck. Like, I like watching to see what different people do with the deck. I mean, yeah, it gets boring after a while, but then you just turn off the stream and go outside or something. Like, I think that's the, the, the key, been the key for me, where it's like, if I find myself falling into that, then I would just take a step back and just be like, you know what? Yeah, they're rebooting again. I'm not sure why they're rebooting again, because didn't they just reboot? Like, wasn't that what the legacy thing was all about? Was that, like, they had painted themselves into a corner with Captain America as a Nazi, and they figured that was going to work, but then, like, current events started happening, and there's, like, literal Nazis in the streets, and they're like, ah, maybe we shouldn't, like, remind people that there are literal Nazis in the streets right now. So they had to, like, sort of fix that pretty quick and be like, oh, yeah, Captain America's not a Nazi. He never was a Nazi. The end. Everybody lives happily ever after. P.S. The other Captain America Nazi is still around if we ever want to bring him back later on. Oh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read it. <laughs> you know, so, but, like, yeah, so, like, I, I, I got to that point where it was like, ah, oh, man, why are they rebooting again? Didn't they just reboot with Legacy? And, like, I didn't, I know people were crapping on Legacy, but, like, I... I enjoyed most of the legacy titles that I read. Like it was getting they, back to they were what, not bad. Yeah, no, they I mean, were not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, I know people were ticked about the numbering, which see that's that's the kind of thing. Like I also think that I just have to look at like what are people angry about. Like I mean, admittedly, because I was looking through my Amazing Spider-Man, and there was one time that they rebooted and they renumbered, like in the late 90s 95 not mid 90s i guess 95 96 they renumbered and that was a bit confusing because you're like okay where does this go in the sequence so you know what i did 
I went on Google and I typed in Spider-Man Volume 2. Where does this fall within the sequence? And sure enough, the first page that came up was like, oh, this is where this falls within the sequence. So it's like, you know, I, like you take a step back and you're like, you're really, you're mad about what number is on your comic book? Who gives a shit? <laughs> and that, that's exactly it. Like, who, who cares? Like, there's, there's more important things on this freaking planet yeah. to care about other right. than like, oh my god, like the number's different. Yeah. Although like I, said, who gives a shit? Right. Although I will I will admit to being, um, that's one of the things that brought me back into comics again this time was that Action Comics 1000 was approaching and I'm like, ooh, 1000, that's a big number. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, the numbers do yeah, have, the I numbers do have meaning, but at the same time, it's like, honestly, that's, that's what you're going to be mad about? Like, seriously, man, put down the comic books and go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just, do exactly what you said. Just Google it. Yeah. Like if you're confused or if it's if it's turning you off of collecting, mm. just Google it. Right. Find out. Like I, I for example, uh, one of the runs that I'm trying to put together is the, the X Men Volume One, not Uncanny, but like X Men that came out in '91, I think. I'm trying to put together the whole run of it before yeah. it went to Volume Two, which I think was, I think it was around maybe like 220. Right. So I picked up a bunch yesterday, and then I realized, like, wow, what is this one? This one says New X-Men. Yep. And it, and it was, like, issue one, I don't know, it was, like, 150-something. Right, right, right. And I was like, I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, is there another X-Men series that made it that far? I'm like, I don't really <laughs> believe that. Right, right, right. But, and then I, I just went and looked it up, and sure enough, it was like, this, this is actually part of X-Men Volume 1. Like, issues, I, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but issues from this point to this point mm-hmm. of New X-Men, they're, they're actually X-Men Volume 1. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right, right. So I stuck it in my my box in that order. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, easy solution. I'm not going to fly off the friggin' handle. Right, right. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I remember, the, I remember the New X-Men series, now that you mentioned that. And being confused I, at the I time. I figured you would because I remember when we were at the comic show, you, you, I don't know if it was just like you were just looking for certain books, but you yeah. seemed pretty excited when you saw, or you were looking for The Darkness because of Sylvester. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, it was him and Grant Morris right. that did a lot of the new X-Men books. Yep, yep. And those are two, two guys that I like and two guys that I look for. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and the new X-Men books are fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, the art, the art's amazing. Like, Mark Silvestri is probably some of his best stuff that he's done. Yep. I mean, other than The Darkness, because I really, really enjoyed The Darkness. Yeah, same here. But yeah, so I, I've kind of alluded to a couple of things that, you know, I'm trying to put together Spawn 1 through 50, mm-hmm. you know, X-Force 1 through 50, yep. the entire run of X-Men Volume 1. Yep. Um, I'm trying to also get all of the McFarlane, Eric Larson, Amazing Spider-Mans. Right. I mean, other than 300, because I'm not throwing down that kind of cash. Yeah, not forget that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nope, not happening. Mm -hmm. But another thing, I guess, kind of goes with the whole 90s theme is I'm trying to get... You remember how uh, Wizard, the guide to comics, used to have all that? that Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizard World, they were like one of the first big cons and everything. Yes, yeah, yep. So they, they, you know, you could order, you know, comic books, like uh, specific issues of Wizard would come with a certificate. You'd, I think it was like five, six bucks that you would send in. Yep. And maybe a year later, because I remember being really slow, you <laughs> you would get the comic book that you ordered. Right, so I'm right. trying to put together all of the half issues and all of the zero issues oh, yeah, that they yeah, put yeah. out. So I saw That's quite cool. a few at that comic show, the Granite State Comic Fest. Yep. 
so I grabbed I grabbed a lot. There. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's a million of them out there. Oh yeah, easily, <laughs> easily. And then I think the other thing I'm focused on is uh, Executioner's song. I'm only missing two issues now. Yep. So I'm hoping. I, to, uh, I mean, those are cheap enough. I could easily hop on eBay and grab them. Yeah, I put so a, I'm I put to finish that up. Yeah, I put a little um section in my notes called White Whales, quote unquote which is, like, the the big things that we're looking for in my... Like, I'm not that deep into my collection. Like, I put my Amazing Spider-Man together, and I did, like, what I'm missing, but I haven't done any searches about what I can get or what I can fill in or anything like that. Um, but what I do feel like I could maybe put together is back with Spider-Man, and you start looking at... Like I said, you look at uh, Amazing Fantasy and the first, whatever, 15 Spider-Man, and they're, like, $3,000. And you're like, well, I guess I guess I'll trade those ones, or I'll do hardcover trades for those ones. But there was a, in the '70s they did a team up, which was like initially it was just Spider-Man, but then they started branching out into other characters. So like, I got a huge lot of those as well. So that's that's sort of what I'm looking at, because like you said, it's something that was like from before I was born, and it's still relatively uh, inexpensive or at least attainable. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's something I, I that I'm looking at. I have at. the first issue of that, by the way. Oh, really? Spider-Man and the X-Men, yeah. Yeah, I, I have the first one, too. Like, the first, I think the I have the first ten, but they're water damaged or something like that. So, I mean, eventually I'll try to fill them in with better issues. But, yeah, for right now, I just, that's that's one of my, my big ones, is in addition to Spawn and um, the 2099. I re- I'd really like to finish out the run of Team Up, because there's only 150 issues of that thing. That was a that was a really good series too. Yeah. Same thing. I I let I mean, eventually I'd like to uh, do the Marvel two and one. Oh okay. I'd like to put that series together too because I think that pretty much had almost the same amount of issues. I yeah, think yeah, they got yeah, up yeah. to about well, maybe yeah I think it was maybe one fifty. Yeah. I only have like maybe five issues of it, but I really like it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's one of those entertaining fun. Right. But maybe uh maybe at the you remember the what if books. Yes. Yes, those are fun. Those are those are a lot of fun. I remember, yeah, I, I remember collecting a few of those back when I first was in in the comics because I was like, oh yeah, this is cool because now they can do pretty much whatever they want with the character and just have fun with it because it's just a one-off and like what if what if Peter Parker was the Punisher and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like what if Spider-Man never lost his cosmic powers? I remember that one. Yep. Yep. Like just really, really, those are fun. Yeah, that might definitely. be my next target actually. Just talking about it. Yeah, now that you talk about it, it's pretty cool. And we'll be able to fill these in because next week we're going to go to our local superstore, That's Entertainment. And we were talking about going maybe to Midtown during one of their warehouse sales over the summer if we can get in there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I'm psyched for next weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a fun trip. That, that should be a good time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll admit, like, it was fun, like, being in, in modernness and, you know, going through all the uh, the dollar bins and stuff. But yep. it wasn't the same, right. you know? <laughs> Although, funny funny story, I was actually, when I was going through the bins, there was, um, I was, uh, Pride Day yesterday in Northampton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, gay couples running yeah, around. Right. Like, you know, that's not the point. I don't right. care about that. Right, Whatever right. makes you happy. Yeah. But there was a young uh, female couple. Yep. And they kind of, they're hanging back because the comic bins were like, you know, kind of packed with people. Yep. So it was really busy, which you had warned me about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so there, it's some 
someone mentioned Action Comics. One of them mentioned, like, oh, I'm looking for Action Comics. And I was like, 400 something. Right. And so they were like, oh, gotta wait, gotta wait, gotta wait. And I was like, I, in the box I was in, there's actually a bunch of Action Comics. So I pulled them all out and threw them yep. on top. Yep. And I was like, hey, here's Action, here's Action Comics. So that's what you're looking for. Right. And <laughs> they look like they're about to cry. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's really such like a male right. dedicated hobby right, right. or something. Yep. I mean, but they were just like, oh my God. Like one of them joked like, oh my God, I'm afraid to talk to women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, was it, was just, it was just funny. Like it was just like one of those funny, weird interactions that I, I kind of have at comic stores. So yeah. I was just like, wow, really? Is it really that rare for uh a male comic guy to like be helpful and well it's funny you say that because um christina's mentioned a couple of times that when we go into greenfield games she's like i feel like penny from the big bang theory when i go in there. <laughs> so she's like like every guy yeah. you know every guy is waiting on her hand and foot and they're like oh do you need help do you need help like do you read comics you know that, that sort of thing it's so funny <laughs> oh yeah exactly it's like sometimes i feel that way like when i go to uh you know the uh monday monday night modern yep yep and it is all guys. I think there's only been once I've gone there and I've actually, there's been a, a female there. Yeah. Kind of like, I think we need to make these hobbies like more accessible, more welcoming. Yeah, it's so I weird. I don't know but, why it's such a, a male-dominated. I don't know why either, because like, um, I mean, I played Magic a couple of times with Christine and she's had fun and she's even been a couple of times like, oh, we should play Magic again, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I don't know why it's on SCG for a while there, whenever they showed a female on screen, they had to shut the chat down because people just got so stupid with it. It's like, it's a woman. They're 50% of the population. They're everywhere. Like, why do you have to be so yeah. dumb about it? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. One, one, of the, um, one of the YouTube channels I like is basically like this guy talking about his comic book collection. Mm -hmm. And he, sometimes he'll, like, he'll have uh, like his whatever significant other there, yeah, yeah. Know, wife, girlfriend, or whatever. Right, yeah, right. You read some of the comments, like, yeah. you know what? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know, I know. Like, would you say that to that dude's face? Exactly. Like, it's just... Exactly. <laughs> like, you wouldn't, because he probably punched the teeth through the back of your head. Right, exactly. Like, why, why do you feel entitled just because there's a woman talking about comic books right. or magic cards right. or a video game that it's okay for you to say stuff? Right. Like, oh, show me, show me your boobs or whatever. Right, right. Like, you know what? <laughs> You're probably like 16 years old, yep. and you're probably just some little punk ass. Right. Like, shut up. Yeah, I know. Like, let's. Uh, these hobbies are great, and I think they should be enjoyed universally. It shouldn't yeah. be this sexist thing. So it was just really surprising. Like, they they looked so shocked. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. here, I I pulled these issues out for you. So yeah, it's there's certain parts of nerd culture that are just so weird, and that's one of them. Where it's like. They're not very welcoming to women, even though they all secretly want to talk to women and meet women and go on dates with women, but, like, they're not very welcoming to women. And that, that just seems to be something in general that bothers me about nerd culture, where people are like, oh, this thing is so great, you should all check out this thing, and then everybody goes and checks out the thing, and now they're like, oh, this is so popular, it's so lame now, I don't like it anymore. And it's like, what, you just said you just wanted people to check this thing out because it's so great, and now people are checking it out, and you're telling them how lame they are, like... Um, yeah, I just nerd culture just bothers me. There's certain things about nerd culture, like it's a very to the people who are in it, they're very welcoming. To the people who aren't, they're not very welcoming. And it's just this weird. We've talked about it numerous times. As nerd culture has gone to, to become pop culture because everything's popular now, is nerd like you know, freaking Marvel Marvel movies make a billion dollars in a week. Um, yeah. Yep. So I, like I mean, nerd culture is popular culture, but as that has happened, like you have these leftover nerds who remember 
you know, getting wedged and swirly, like metaphorically. I was never actually wedged or swirly, but um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't popular. <laughs> I wasn't popular in high school, and I think we have these these holdovers from the old nerd jock war days where they're like shell shocked about it, and they're like, we can't let those people in. They're the ones who tormented us, and it's like, no, they they like what you like now. Like, find common ground with these people. Exactly. Like, don't <laughs> don't hate on them so much. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get it either. Kind of uh, along the same lines. Like, I I I played someone at you know the Monday Night Modern. I play, yeah. I played a a woman. Yeah. And like it was fine or whatever, but. I just I couldn't help like just the people around me that are sitting there just like staring at right, her, right. like you know either like just checking her out or whatever. Yep. Like who cares? <laughs> like I don't I don't understand that mentality. Like uh, if it's not that, then it's my other buddy. I won't, I won't mention his name, yep. but he tried to he decided that he wanted to teach Caitlin how to play magic. Yep. And you know I had kind of taught her here. Right. So she kind of had like a general idea, but then he was just like, "Oh yeah, you should play a game with us or whatever." And then mm-hmm. like he t- basically tried to teach her by talking down to her, like yeah. she was an right, 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 right. She's a like I hate to say, it, she's a registered nurse. Yeah. <laughs> like she has like worlds beyond like your intelligence. Yeah, like, I'll I, say it. Like I, I, so I think she can handle. You. I, th- I think she can handle tapping two and agreeing to play as Grizzly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Like, are you talking down to her because yeah, she's a right, right. woman? And it's like <laughs> such a like rarity to have one that's willing to learn magic. Right. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, all they ended up doing was turning her off of it. Like, right. I can't get her to play a game now. Yeah. Uh, like, she's just like, no, I don't. I don't really feel like it. I don't. Right. I don't really want to. Hmm. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like that. That bastard. Uh, I don't get yeah, it. It's it's kind of on that same lines. Like, why? Like. Be welcome everyone that's into the same thing as you. Exactly. Like if if you see like a, a woman at a comic store, like yep. how about you don't check her out? Right. Like how about you talk to her like she's a human being and not like a piece of meat? It's not it's not Vampirella. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, come on. <laughs> and, and you know, I, and I guess maybe that because a lot of the comic industry is kind of you know, and I hate to say it, but like other than like. Wonder Woman and stuff right. like there's a lot of characters that just right, objectify. Right. Yeah, like we saw that that booth at the comic show where mm-hmm. the guys all they sold was their art was all like large-breasted women. Yep, like that's all it was, like half naked. I was oh, just like Jesus Christ. Liam, Liam was little kids running around here. Well, that's the thing. Like Liam is in um, or he was in the Little Mermaid this past weekend. But like as we're walking by, I happened I noticed that the guy did like a sexy Ursula, and I'm like. Like, I look at Liam, and we just look at each other, we just kind of roll our eyes. And as we're walking away, I'm like, sexy Ursula? He's like, yeah, I know. What the hell was that? I'm like, I don't know, man. Some people just, like, they know how to do one thing, and that's what they do, and that's the only thing they do. That guy, clearly, that was the only body type he knew how to draw. Females. <laughs> like, and he just, like, drew the body and then put a different head on it. Like, that's that was, that's his thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just, <laughs> I wanted to push my his booth and be like, you know what, I'll, I'll take over the commissions <laughs> for the rest of the day. Like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> you clearly don't really know how to draw. Right, like, right. I'll just take over from here, buddy. Like, yeah, it's like that type of stuff. I, 
but you know i i would think that would kind of you know it's probably why we don't see a lot of women that are really truly into comics right. it's because that's how for the longest time like creators were drawing yep, women yep, like yep. okay you you know you're a you're a size zero waist and yet you have like 36 you know double d like what <laughs> <laughs> like that's that, this is crazy like right. i don't know and I, and I think that i don't know like that kind of thought process is just like yeah. kind of pervasive in the, the nerd yeah yeah culture because they're just like yeah women they're just objects like right. no anyways i digress i went off on a tangent there it just bothered me that you know, they were just yep. these these two women. They they were just like afraid to actually get you know kind of like pushed away into the comic bin yeah. and like check it out. Oh, I know. It's just like yeah, no, I get it. It's like maybe, really. I don't know. Maybe it is just a different like now that nerds are in power, they think that they can be the bullies type thing. Because I grew up in a time where like nerds like it was like a small close knit group, and it was like yeah, if somebody wanted to be in your group, it was like oh, you want to be in our group. You know, now it's like well because. People can just be like, oh, well, you're just a comic fan because of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, you went and you saw the Avengers, so now you're a comic fan. It's like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. You find something you like, and then you buy more stuff. Who cares yeah. how they got into the hobby? Who cares why they're here? Yes, okay, they're collecting books because they saw the Avengers movie, and it was really good. They thought it was really good, so now they want to buy comic books. Like, why would you tell them not to buy comic books? That's what Marvel wants. What Marvel <laughs> exactly, wants. precisely. Like. <laughs> What is your problem? I don't get it. But yeah, maybe it's just because they think that they have power now. They they want to abuse the power. I don't know. It, I, I don't know what it is. But yeah, it's a, it kind of goes along the same lines of what we were discussing earlier with like the kind of toxic, like nonstop mm. whining about right. every change. Right, right. Like everything's a huge deal. And, yep. you know, it kind of like sucks the joy out of things. Like yeah, you absolutely. keep reading that, that stuff. It's like, you know what? No, comics are cool, man. Yeah. Like, it's their comics. They can do what if, – if you don't like it, like, if you don't like, like, a story or something, if you feel like the quality of an issue is crap, yep. don't go out and buy the exactly. other one. Like, you exactly. have the power. Yep. You don't have to. You don't have to go and, like, complain loudly to anyone who will listen online right. and be right. like, oh, my God. Right. Like, this this comic's horrible. Like, yeah. the industry's dead. And right. it's like, no, <laughs> because you didn't like the last episode. I mean, the last – book of amazing spider-man that doesn't mean the industry is right. in the toilet <laughs> right exactly like it's just like you said sometimes you have to step back mm-hmm. and that's that's important Absolutely. um i guess uh, i've kind of talked about like what runs that i'm i'm after just uh getting back to the point here yep. so uh i know that you're you know right now you're looking at the spawns and yep. you're looking at uh, marvel team-ups or anything else that you're kind of out to grab no that's basically what i'm focusing on right now is those those two mainly and anything else i mean if i see stuff that i know i need i'll grab it but yeah those are mostly the two that i'm kind of on the hunt for right now this has been our first issue uh, (laughs) sorry this has been our first episode of comic hunters hope you guys liked it uh if you do like subscribe rate us uh from all the podcasts i listen to i hear that's how they um rank them so like if we get ratings we might actually get on the rankings and more people will find us and more people will listen to us we're also on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Two Generations Gaming on most of those platforms. Uh, we have a website, twoguysgaming.net. Yeah, that's it. Twoguysgaming.net. Um, <laughs> that is it. <laughs> where we post articles and such. That's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you did, if you didn't. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.